and welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Pell podcast, episode 46. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome. And if you're listening on iTunes, on iTunes or Spotify on the way to work, thank you very much. And if you can leave a review, great. I'm Steve Lillis, and as usual, in, I don't know if it's your top left, it looks on my top left anyway, it's John Evans, great friend of mine and my co-host and a good all-round man. Special guest this week, a boxer I'll always back, not just because he's a real talent, but he's also from Battersea, uh, my <laughs> neck of the woods when I lived in London. I was born, bred, everything there. Former British middleweight champion, Denzel Bentley. Denzel, thanks for joining us today in Battersea. It's very kind of you. Thanks for having me on, man. It's good. But yeah, I've got to say, you're from the posher part of Battersea than me. You're right nah. opposite that power station, mate, when that new tube link is and all them 10 <laughs> oh, million pound flats that. are going, all the that. Russians are buying. You live across <laughs> the road from there. There's no, there's a, there's a little pub opposite the dog zone. You're right behind there and you overlook the power station. I was brought up on Falcon Road, mate. What's the Wild West in comparison? Yeah, yeah, Falcon Road. Yeah, I know that area. I went to school near there, Silesian, down uh, Starry Lane. Yeah, I went, there, I, I, went, I went to the primary school there, Sacred Art. Sacred Art, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't was clever like enough to get the Salesians, mate. I got sent to them St. <laughs> Gerard's. All, all the brainy kids went to the Salesians. Anyway, <laughs> Denzel, I know you're going to talk about Felix Cash Fight as one of your topics later, but is there any news on when you're boxing again? No, no news, no news yet. Um, hopefully find out something tomorrow or within the week. I think Martin's got a meeting with Frank tomorrow, so... We'll see what's going on. Right, so you're just ticking over at the moment in the gym? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the gym, still training. Um, we'll find out this week what we're doing, whether we need to, you know, um, take it back a little bit or just step on the gas a bit, so, yeah. yeah. Just before we start, how do you make that journey every day now? Because it was bad enough before, hard, or hard enough before, getting to Canning Town. So how do you get there from, um, you know, I know we were joking about Battersea, I don't know what side of the... That state you're on, whether you're on the Battersea side or the Vauxhall side, how do you how do you yeah. get to to the gym next? Yeah, it's a long luckily way. I'm driving, so I, I I just drive straight there. Oh, I'm, you're driving I'm going now. The Vauxhall side, so yeah, let's go through Vauxhall through East London and then uh, towards the M11, and I'm there. But it is a long journey. But where I'm, where I do it every day it doesn't feel that long anymore. But it's, it is a long journey. Hey Denzel, just uh, just before we start, we were talking not long ago, and you were um. You were telling us you were that desperate to get out after the cash fight. You were willing to go over to Russia on one of these shows they were putting on. You know, where we were sending Brits over to get beat. But you were keen to go over and do that, weren't you? No, I'd have been boxing today. I wish I stayed on that card, man. <laughs> I wish I did. I'd have been boxing today. <laughs> well, we'll start. And for people who haven't listened to this podcast before, we might get a few new listeners, giving them boxing's really topical this weekend. We speak for three minutes on each topic, and at the end of three minutes, what happens, John Evans? The bell comes in, Denzel. Denzel, yes. no. <laughs> right, so what, um, what we're going to do, are you ready with your clock there, John? We'll start with yeah, round ready, one. Ready you are. And I think Denzel, we're going to start with Denzel this week to start in the first topic, and he wants to talk about AG, uh, AJ versus Usyk at the weekend. Over to you, Denzel. Yeah, uh, AJ versus Usyk, I think. AJ fought the wrong fight. Usyk done well. Usyk done what he needed to do. Usyk, she's done exceptionally well. Um, you know, I just think, I think AJ just fought the wrong fight. I think him losing weight didn't help. I think him losing weight gave the Usyk camp confidence to, you know, actually feel like, oh, yes, we could do this. It gave them more confidence. I think his interviews and all these press conferences and everything he was saying, 
was giving Usyk confidence as well because he, he didn't sound like someone that was coming to terrorise Usyk or destroy Usyk. He just sounded like someone that was coming to try his best. Um, so there was, there was a lack of confidence in, in all of his, his comments, his statements, whatever it was. And I think that just gave Usyk confidence. So when Usyk went out there, in his mind, he's thinking, I'm 100% winning this. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, Usyk, Usyk messed up. Usyk done well when AJ messed up. Yeah. I tell you what, watching it, both those last four rounds, I just thought Usyk was unbelievable. Because after eight rounds, he was tired, wasn't he? It looked like Joshua might... He had a good seventh, I think it was. I, Eighth, I can't remember. yeah. And then he looked like he was just tiring a bit, hitting a wall. And for him to turn it around in such a big fight against a fighter like Joshua, 9, 10, 11, 12, I just thought, that was unbelievable. That's one of the best finishes to a fight I've ever seen. And yeah. It looked like he was going to get him out. I, I don't think we can say enough about Usyk. I, I know we'll talk about Joshua in a little bit, but you've got to give Usyk all the credit in the world there. That was, 100%. That was unbelievable. You know what? I thought Usyk was superb throughout. There was that round eight where... You know what? I gave Joshua rounds. I think I had it 8-4. But in that whole fight, there was only one round I gave to Joshua clearly, and that was round eight when he started letting his hands go a little bit more. Uh, but, and, then for, and then you thought, hold on, he can come from behind and snatch this now, which I expected him to rally and win, and win late. That's what I was expecting. But Usyk was just superb throughout. It's almost as if he read everything that, Anthony was going to do and touching on the press conference. I don't think you should be at press conference. You know what Denzel was talking about. I don't think you should be at press conferences talking decapitations and, you know, nasty stuff, but I didn't like all the handshakes from AJ having selfies with him afterwards at the press conference. That isn't for me. You can do all that in the dressing room afterwards, have respect, but you're going to fight a man. You know, you don't go and have selfies with him backstage that he was taking. And that was part of Usyk getting to him, I think. It was Usyk taking the selfies. That was part of Usyk yeah. getting him, dressing like the Joker, thinking you're, think, you're, you're, you're just fighting some mad cruiserweight who's jumped up a yeah. weight. And I think that might have spooked him a bit as well. Yeah, I think it did. I think it was the same, it was the same really as the Ruiz fight, being too friendly, trying to act like, yeah, we're cool. And it's like, no, nah, like you said, you need to have a little bit of animosity towards your opponent. You, you, you have to want to hurt them. Like you can't be friends and all friendly and hey, it's only a fight. No, like just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> round two, John. Has Joshua lost his identity? Yeah, it's I see a lot of people saying Joshua changed when Vladimir Klitschko put him over with that right hand when he when he beat him for the title, and he's never quite been as aggressive or willing to take risks since then. I, I don't know about that. I, I think probably if you get to be Denzel, no, if you get to the end of your career and you're the same fighter you were when you turned pro that's probably not a good thing, is it? You know, you you need to grow and change. But it just looks to me like Joshua's caught between being what he wants to be and what he actually is. And Joshua, I think the best Joshua we've seen was maybe, maybe the Dillian White was the best example of Joshua. You know, he, he was nasty, wasn't he? He was horrible. He was a killer that night and he, he took Dillian out. He had that edge that we're talking about he was missing against Ruiz and missing against Usyk. And I just wonder if, all these different voices he's got in his corner now, we're all trying to put their little imprint on him, aren't they? We'll all want, they'll all want to be going on to their mates and their people saying, oh, yeah, I, I'm training Joshua. I want him to fight like this. Mm. Uh, Rob's, Rob's old-fashioned, you know, he, he needs to do this. And I just think Joshua needs to take himself away from all that, realise what got him to where he is and realise what he actually is and try and get it back. 
There was one voice in the corner, John, against Dillian White, Robert McCrackens. Now, the other night, obviously, I'll be very brief. I must hear from Denzel on this. But too many voices and some of the guys in them. I mean, I have no idea who they are. There was the guy, Joby Clayton, shouting, he's brilliant, brilliant, AJ. Now, there should be one voice in the corner. If I was carrying the water for Denzel Bentley in his <laughs> next fight, whether that's a six-round or a championship fight... And I, and I was holding a bottle. Martin let me hold the bottle. And I started shouting, brilliant, brilliant. I, w- I would be, I w- well, I wouldn't even be in that corner for the next round. I, I'd be spinning down the road with a right hand. I mean, you just don't do it. And I was listening to an interview with a guy, Joby Clayton, today, who was in the corner. And I was quite taken aback. There's an interview on YouTube where he talks about his jobs to make Anthony Joshua an all-time great. I don't even know where the guys come from. Obviously, let you learn to train, learn your, your Jews and, and gradually yeah. make your way there. Don't just go straight in his corner and start saying, my job's to make you an all-time great. David Beckham didn't go straight in the Man United team when he was when he was a brilliant youngster. He was at fucking Preston North End learning his trade. There's yeah. my rant. Over to you, Denzel. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think having, having that much people in the corner isn't a problem if they're all on the same page. When they're all trying to implement different things, that's when the problem occurs. Like, I think John was saying earlier, one person saying, brilliant, brilliant, and it's like, he's getting hit with shots. It's like, you're not on the same page. And I think it was you, Steve, that just said, oh, he, the, one guy said his job is to make AJ world champion. But no, it's, it's a team thing. If, if everyone's got their own individual goals, it's not going to work. So they all need to put their heads together and be on the same page and say, what style are we going for? What are we showing him? And this is what he needs to work on. When, it, when he's with you, make sure he's working on this. When he's with you, make sure he's working with this. But when there's two different... Put you off and stop you again, Denzel. <laughs> I think you. Much, <laughs> <laughs> Round three. What now, AJ? Um, it's where we. Where do you? Where do you guys think he goes now? I mean, obviously, I think the the rematch is there, but I don't see. I thought he was beaten so comprehensively. I don't see how he ever beats Alexander Usyk. Maybe nineteen times out of twenty, I think Usyk beats him unless he just goes out there from the world go gets on the front foot and lets the right hand goes and send, and obviously risk getting knocked out himself. Um, I, I really don't, I don't like the idea of the rematch clause being put in place straight away. I'd like to see him have a, have a win and come back and get some confidence back because that wasn't like the Ruiz lost the other night where, you know, one shot did him and we all fancied him for the rematch. There, there's nothing I saw the other night that would give me... A, you know, where I can see an inkling that he wins the rematch. I mean, I'd rather him have a couple, you know, a 10-rounder against a good fighter and go into the Fury fight. The Fury fight's still there. It's not worth what it was, obviously, to him, but it's still there. Yeah, if he, yeah, if he loses to Usyk again, it's gone, hasn't it? Yeah, it's the last, um, The next loss is the last. The, the, other, the other thing as well, Ru- Usyk's not going to turn up a fat bastard like Ruiz did. You know, Usyk's yeah, not going to eat a load of... Ukrainian dumplings, yeah, is he? And turn up yeah, this isn't getting to him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Usyk's coming in better next time. Coming in, but I just think AJ didn't throw enough combination punches like he used to. Like he, he, he was too comfortable in that fight. He didn't switch the pace at any time. He, he didn't, he didn't, you know, put Usyk on the back foot like he should have. He, he didn't try to set him and trap him in the corners. He didn't try to set anything up. He was touching him, touching him, and not shooting the backhand. He, he, he wasn't throwing many stiff jabs. You catch him with one shot and step back. It was, it was just too complacent to me. He was just too comfortable. It was like, he needed to switch the gears a little bit. But listen, in the rematch, like you said, Steve, I think he needs to be on him from the word go, similar to like what Chisora done, but not gas out. Because he is a better fighter than Chisora and he could probably catch him early if he does that. 
as a, as a, as a boxer, Denzel, can you understand why he said, I want that rematch straight away? Although he's 100%. been comprehensively... I mean, I've never boxed. I'm on the outside looking in. I have my opinion. But you've boxed. Can you understand why he wants that rematch straight 100%. away? Even oh, though he was comprehensively beaten. 100%. It, it's, it's, after the cash fight, I wanted to re restart the whole day and fight him. Do you know what I mean? So I know exactly what, what, what he's feeling. That like It's a surprise thing. You just lost your thinking, no, nah, I can't go out like that. And you just want to just get back in there and make it right straight away. So I can understand that. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, I'll ask you about it at the end, actually, Denzel. The time's just running out. There's no point in talking about something else. I was going to ask you about you preparing for rematches because you, you had one last year. But that's the end of the round. We'll get, we'll get that in right at the end before we go off, John. Yeah. We'll ask Denzel yeah. about that because he had a big rematch and was superb in that. But... Round four, it's over to you, Denzel. What the topic is, my fight with cash. Yeah, to be honest, I, I picked this topic because I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. So I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> you know what? I was, I knew cash was good. I was surprised how good he was on the night. I thought he was superb. And he, he just went up 20-fold in my estimation, Denzel. I thought he was absolutely... He surprised, you know, I knew he was good because he had the amateur pedigree. I had it as a 50-50 fight, and I, you can look at stuff I might have written. I think I had you, I had, I knew it was a hard fight. I never had you as nailed on, but I think I'm pretty sure I did tip you to win. A hard, hard fight. I never, ever saw the outcome. I thought he was superb that night, and I think he's a world-class middleweight. I'm not just saying that because he beat you to someone I, I know well. I thought he was yeah. superb that night, and I think... Right now, at domestic level, I think he's, he's going to go past it so soon before possibly you, you get that rematch, that chance to put it right. That's just my opinion. I hope you don't mind what I said. I think he's... No, no, that's up. fine. No, no, that's cool. Yeah, we, we spoke, right, Denzel, aren't we? And I thought everything happened really quick. You know, you were mm. fighting Mick all summer and you were fighting... Yeah, Felix you said this. A massive fight, you know, coming towards the end of the year. Felix was great on the night. I thought he looked massive in the ring. I'd, I thought yeah. he he refueled, should we say refueled? Yeah, well, we'll say that. He came in a tank. Um, and I never thought you got into your rhythm. I thought you were on the back foot pretty early. Uh, I don't know if you felt something in the first round and it unsettled you and you, you could never quite get your feet underneath you. But yeah, I just thought Felix put in the performance of his career and Felix probably knew he had to do that to get the better of you that night. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think he, he was very good in the night. Um, like you said, I didn't really get going. I was hoping, you know, middle to the late rounds is when I'll start getting going, but that was too late. He started really fast and it kind of threw me off. I didn't. I knew he started fast, but he started really fast. And he caught me that left hook in the first round and I thought, all right, get yourself together, get yourself together. But it was too late by then. But like I said, he's a good fighter. Um, I picked up things from that, like I've said, outside the ring because I, I feel like I know how to fight. Not like I can't learn new things every day, but I picked up on things outside the ring that I feel like will help me going forward, which is another reason why I was eager to get in the ring, um, eager to get in back back out, you know, the other week, just to try and show and prove, okay, is this stuff working? But like you said, Steve, down the line, I do want to, I do want that rematch. Oh, cool, cool. you're a fighter, yeah. Middleweight. He's going to go forward and do his thing. I just got to keep doing my thing, get to that level and be in position to be able to call for that and hopefully it'll be exciting, but got to get there first, innit? How much did that hurt, you know, because you say that fight was 50-50. Some people want fancy Jew, some people fancied Felix. You know, there wasn't... Oh, my God. After Steve. All right, John, inactivity with boxers. Yeah, Denzel coming on this one as well, because I know he's, he's kicking his heels at the minute. 
But we've spoken about these lightweights on the world scene who are just letting their careers peter away. You know, we've got potential superstars and we're just not fighting. Um, but it's more about guys at British level. You know, Nathan Heaney's had another fight announced. He's one, probably the busiest fighter in Britain at the moment. Um, it just seems when you get to a level, though, like Denzel is, it grinds to a halt. You know, it, and it must be difficult. We, we might be seeing fighters primes eroding here, you know, going, going in the gym every day when you've not got a, ta a target to aim for. It's just a grind, isn't it, Denzel? You need yeah, that hard. spark to, to be working towards, something to keep you motivated and keep you going. I just wonder if it's a, a potential opening for maybe untelevised fights on a Wednesday night at York Hall where you can get in against a, a Bulgarian for eight rounds just to keep you ticking over. I know the wages are below, but I'm sure a lot of you guys would rather fight for a few quid and just keep busy and keep busy rather than just going through training endlessly grinding away. You know, a, a little eight rounder above weight. Julio Cesar Chavez used to fight anybody, didn't he? He used to fight off TV shows yeah. all the time. I just wonder if there's a, a possible opening for, for these shows just to keep you guys busy, to keep careers moving and to keep fighters improving rather than just appearing once every six months when the pressure is massive because you've not fought, you've got to win. It's a big fight. I just think fighters would improve if there was a possibility to just keep ticking over all the time. Yeah, that, that's true. I think so as well. Like, for example, listen, if you told me there was a show next weekend, I'd be on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's just one of those things, I, I guess, with like, you know, certain fighters, they, 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 they're used to a certain pay grade. So when they're getting out there, they want this much money or they want that. You know what I'm saying? But the ones that really just want to be out and fight that are inactive would do it. Would do it because I feel like you know, you, you get comfortable fighting under the bright lights, you get comfortable fighting in front of a crowd or wherever it is and just being out on shows rather than, like you said, every six months there's a big fight and now you got to kind of soak up the moment, you know, concentrate, go through camp. And it's like, it takes a toll on you. Like, it, it can do anyway. Some some fighters are really professional. They stay in the gym all year round and they're close to weight. So, you know, it's not, it's not that much of a problem. But the other guys that are just, if they ain't got a date, they're not fighting. If they did fight regularly, maybe they stay in the gym. And then that could you know, help improve them and stuff like that. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good point. I think inactivity can affect fighters, but I don't think it does as much because the ones that are dedicated to the craft yeah. are in the gym all year round anyway and they're doing their thing. You know, I've always said that the great, the, the great and the good and the ones that look after themselves aren't affected by ring rust. You never saw one Manuel Marquez when he had gaps in his career suffer from ring rust. And what I will say, you talk yeah. about when you'd fight next Saturday, Denzel, I know you would because the first time I ever covered one of your fights was your sixth or seventh fight at the Hilton Hotel in London yeah. when you against Serge. I can't think of the guy's surname, the Cameroon oh, guy who lives in Sheffield, and you stepped in at six hours' notice because the fight was <laughs> off the day before, then on again. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final, final topic um, for the night. Um, Sky, Sky TV of Gamble. They're back with new promoters on Saturday. Chris Eubanks fighting a late substitute, Anatoly Muratov, because the guy, LB, fouled a, a COVID test. There's a decent world weight title between David Avanesion and Liam Taylor. A very good fight, but a, a, a real uphill fight for Liam, I think. Um, I'd like to be wrong, see from one of the local gyms around here. Um, I just wondered how you think the, the new promoters are going to go with Sky, because Eddie Hearn might be Marmite, to a lot of fans and all that, but you can't deny what he's done as a promoter. And we know Sky giving him the budget and what he's done with that budget. I, I just think it's going to, it's a, it's a, anything these people do, it's going to be compared with what 
Eddie has done. And I think it's going to be really, really hard for him to follow that. And I'm doubting whether they can, to be honest with you, to follow what he, he's delivered the last few years. I just wonder what you guys thought. I don't know if you're a big TV watcher of boxing, Denzel. Yeah, I love watching uh, boxing on telly. Sometimes, depending on the show, I prefer to watch it on telly than actually being there. But I think Sky have the platform to, you know, make 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 it big still. I think Eddie, they helped each other. Matt Trum and Sky helped each other. Yeah. Sky had the exposure. I think Sky, Sky is probably one of the biggest um, platforms of boxing because of Sky Sports News. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they got that Sky Sports... Everyone's on Sky Sports News. So when you're bringing up fighters on Sky Sports News, people see these things. Other channels don't have that luxury. Do you know what I mean? The zone is... is is subscription based now, so if you're not subscribed, you don't see anything unless you're watching it on YouTube or something, watching something you and it pops up as an advert. But Sky people on Sky Sports News all day because of football want to see the updates and boxing slips in. Oh look, I, I saw this last time. I might tune in. Do you know what I mean? So I think they can still do well and they can still they can still push it. It just depends on the promoters and the quality of fights they put on. That's going to help um, push them on. They've got to hit the ground running, haven't they? You know, because they're going to have the audience. They're going to. Other people who always watch, always watch boxing on Sky, they're going to tune in. But they've been used to seeing household names, haven't they? If suddenly the new promoters, after this weekend, if the new promoters are putting on good fighters like Brad Ray and Richard Riakpour, but they're not household names yet, are they? And if they see the standard drops, every opponents aren't any good, they could quite easily lose, you know, lose a lot of momentum. I think they've got to hit the ground running. That's true, but then they've got guys like Chris Eubank and Josh Taylor, yeah. which yeah. are pretty much... Josh Taylor's a... Uh, undisputed world champion and Chris Eubank's pretty much a household name so I, I guess they can do it with them too they can make it work but it just depends how regular they get out so yeah yeah I think them two are both going to be out in December as well I'm guessing on separate shows there's talk of Eubank in a big fight and of course Jack Cattrall challenging Liam Taylor but I think what you said Denzel about Sky Sports News you can never ever underestimate the power of that tool and it's amazing you mentioned, I was. I can't think who it was, I was talking with somebody today about Sky Sports News and the job they do. And there's a prize fighter on, um, or I called it boxes, but it's a, it's a prize fighter oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. They're having in Liverpool, I think it's November the 6th, or it's early November. And the guys, most people will never have heard of these guys. They're not the greatest, a lot of them, but they're very, very competitive. But during that week, because no one's heard of them, that Sky Sports News will be at that them gyms making characters of those guys. They'll yeah. find a news story about those guys. You know, almost yeah. like, you know, before your fight with Felix, where BT went to your estate. Yeah. That really nice yeah, yeah. film. They will make that, and that will be played and played on Sky Sports News every day. They'll have features on two of those guys. And they'll, they'll, and, and they'll make them popular. They'll make them names before boxing knows them. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. But them shows are exciting, though, because they're just so quick and short. I like the boxer shows. What's it called? I called it, I call it Price Fighter. Yeah, they're the called, they're fight. called yeah, it Ultimate Boxer yeah. or something. We yeah, know that's it as Price yeah, yeah. Fighter. Oh. Yeah, the Price Fighter. Yeah, I like the Price Fighter kind of um, concept. Yeah, when, when you were early in your career, then, or, you know, when you was two, three, four and oh, were you ever approached for one of those? I was, you know, just before I signed yeah. with Frank, though, so we never took it, but... I was the the one that uh, Derek Rosazzi won, obviously the middleweight one, yeah. Really? And Sean Phillips went in it instead. Yeah, Sean Phillips, my gym mate, went in it instead. Yeah. Oh, you you, would you like to have gone in? Well, you would have made for that, Rangy. Uh... Yeah, I said, I, I said, put me in. And then they were like, nah, listen, we just got this deal with Frank. We don't need it. Like, okay, cool, fair enough. I'm all right. But if I didn't have that, put me in. I would have been in there straight away. But Sean got the opportunity and I think he shined. I think he done really well. He had a great fight with Grant Dennis. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, he, he was 
that, that kind of put them on the map a little bit. So it was good. But the other thing with it is with the new promoters, they got Wasserman and um, um, Ben Shalom's boys. Um, you know, and, and look, when I say I don't think they can match Eddie, it's not a knock at them. I just think they've got such a hard act to follow. What'll be interesting is, is how tickets sell for their shows as well. Because Eddie yeah, has got amazing. that social media. He suddenly put, I mean, for, for years, Liverpool boxing struggled to sell. Eddie Earn put, Fowler was fighting Smith. Great Liverpool derby. We know that. It was sold yeah. out within an hour. The clout he has through social media saying, I've got a great show here. People just go and buy tickets. I think, I think they buy tickets to see him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does a good job, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> just going back, we've gone over there. We always go over on the last Enzo. But just going back to the rematches, when you fought Heffron, you came in in the rematch with a different style, didn't you? You know, you yeah. like we're saying Joshua is going to have to change a lot. Between the first fight with Heffron and the second, you went from a boxer to being more aggressive, didn't you? How did you go, go about changing in the build-up to that? Um, I felt like I, I knew him. I knew him. I felt like changing your style mid-fight is pretty hard because you're already in the rhythm and yeah. it is hard. But the, the plan was, to be honest here, yeah, if I'm being honest with you, the first fight, after I beat Mick Hall, I got back in the gym and I, I knew I was fighting Mark, uh, Mark, but it wasn't confirmed yet. It got confirmed for about three to two and a half weeks notice. And I was like, okay, cool. We've already been in the gym. Like, my weight is good. Let's do it. Done it now. But in my mind, it was like, okay, let's, let's, let's see what he's got here. Let's see what he's got. Then obviously, you know, I'm boxing, trying to figure him out. And then now all of a sudden, you're stuck in that rhythm. He's coming forward. I'm going backwards. I need to make him miss, make him pay, come back and stuff. And that was the rhythm of the fight. In the second fight, I felt like I knew him. And I felt like he felt he knew me. He felt like he just felt like, I'm just going to go on the back foot. I'm a runner. I can't punch. Um, I, I, I caused him no threats, basically. And I knew he couldn't change his style. And because he feels like I'm going to just keep going backwards and keep trying to make him miss, he, he's going to keep coming forward. So I thought, okay, I can't do that because he's got a game plan for that. So I need to switch what I'm doing, get out of my comfort zone and try and push him back. So that's what we worked on all camp and we had long to do it. So we had, obviously, from September to November, we had a good six to eight weeks to do it. And we just worked on that, coming forward, sparring heavier boys, holding my ground against them, even if they were catching me as I was trying to, as I was trying to block the shots and move. Just stay there, no matter what. And that's what we worked on that fight. And that's why it came off so well on the night. Yeah, cool. it, did, it, did, it did as well, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Came off well. Yeah. But I just don't like the sound of former British. I sound old. I sound... No, you're not old. You're still young. You, you know back, what? Man. As I said I to you, to I've... I think you lost to a really, really good fighter on the night. Um, yeah. And that's it. I mean, you know, you, you, you obviously, you know, you, you'll have the rematch. You'll be full of confidence. That's the sort of personality you are. But, you know, he, he, it was his night and, and that was it. But you know what? You, yeah. say, you say former mates, you sound old, mate. Well, he's still <laughs> young. He's mid-twenties. You know, you're a ba not a baby, but, you know, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you know, you're at a stage where a lot of fighters haven't even peaked. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. But you're a fighter, you know, you, you know, it's not, you know, you're a fighting person. You've got that, that in you that, it, 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 I'm guessing it hurts when people talk about cash. You ask an opinion, but does it hurt you when people talk about that fight to you? Yeah, it gets, it, it, it gets me, it gets my nerves. It gets me kind of that, for the type of way. But it is what it is. I know that's the last thing I've done. And that's another reason why I want to get out so bad because, that's no longer the last thing I've done. If I if I'm if I don't box for that till the for the rest of the year, yeah, people are gonna keep asking me about that for the rest of the year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I want to get out, put a statement, and now you have something else to talk about. Oh, yeah, you came back really good, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. No one talks about Heffron no more because that was yeah. like two fights ago. Of course, I mean? that's, a, that that's a really good point. That and people forget, you know, as you say, when they went into the cash fight, one reason a lot of people had you down to win was the job you did on Mark the second time. Yeah. The improvement, not improvement, but, a, but yeah, the improvement, the change from, from that first fight. And as you said, nobody talks about it now, do they? It's like once AJ got Ruiz out of the way, the first yeah, result exactly. counted for nothing, did it? Nothing, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Like uh, when I uh, boxed Heffron, everyone's like, oh yeah, he's coming on. When I lost the cash, I had people in my comments telling me to go back to the amateurs. It's like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just mad. It's just madness. So I just wanted to come back. So like, that's done. And I can build towards, you know, carrying on with my career and being where I want to be, which is a world champion, like I've always said, and hopefully getting that rematch with Cash one day. But the main thing is just getting on my career. I don't want to hear about the last fight no more, but I know I'm going to. So it's like, whatever. Well, yeah, you keep you winning. To, Sorry, John. You have to like, steal yourself, Denzel. You know, before you, before your fight got canned uh, last month, wasn't it? Do you have to, when you're thinking, all right, it's fight week next week, the interviews are going to start, we're all going to ask me about cash. Is that going through your mind? You know, so mad, I wasn't even thinking about it. I felt like attention went on me for my last fight, really. Yeah. I felt like it was all about Sonny Edwards and his world title. So I wasn't really expecting, it got to the Wednesday of the, of the fight. Yeah, there was a lot. got cancelled on the Wednesday of the fight. And I hadn't had much interviews asking about cash, but they were coming in for a media day on the Wednesday when we found out that the show was cancelled. But they continued the media day because the night before was still on. And then that's when I was asked about uh, cash and coming back and stuff. But before that, up until then, I, I, I wasn't really being asked about him. And I was just like, I was just in my zone, really. But if it came, I would have answered it. But yeah. I was just in the zone. I just wanted to fight. I was ready. You just need to rehearse the same line so you can just spit them out without even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just say it's what it is. I say, listen, it is what it is. It's a good fight. Getting into it and explaining it, it just gets long. You do it once, you do it twice. And it's like, yeah. nah, nah. I don't know how you do it. Well, the key to you getting that rematch that, you know, is to keep winning and you'll deserve that rematch and you'll get it if you keep winning. If you, you know, if you win another four, three, I don't know how, you know, just plucking a number out, I guess, if three, four yeah. more fights, you'll, be, you'll be, you know, you'll be closing in on a rematch again. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and that's where I want to be, of course, apart from my actual goals in the sport, which is, you know, like I keep saying, being a world champion, that's another one that I need to get that back. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's got my number. I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a fight in Ghana as well. I know you want to fight there, don't you? And that, yeah, that's, that's the long term goal. That's that's closer to yeah the end of my career. Oh, that's yeah, at the end. You're going back that. to Ghana, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little homecoming. <laughs> you know what? You've been a you're a real charming fellow, and you've been a brilliant guest, Denzel. And uh, thanks, John, for suggesting we got you on. He said to me, "You you would um, do a great turn, and you've been superb." Thanks, appreciate that. Thanks, John. <laughs> thanks, Steve. <laughs> thanks a lot, fellas, and uh, thanks everyone who's listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week. Cheers, fellas, and I'll speak That's to everyone friends, soon. Thanks, Denzel. Right. Take care. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.